Welcome to Ultra Modern. This is a lifestyle and creative podcast created by Crosswalk Future Of that examines the ways that God is moving and working in today's world. To learn more about Future Of, follow us on Instagram at futureof.cw. Hello, good morning, or afternoon, or evening. Welcome to the Ultra Modern Podcast. Yo, what's up, everybody? Sorry, I don't know. Whenever we do these intros, I'm like, when do I? Uh, when do I? I should talk? probably wait for you to be like. No, you're good. Hey bro. guys, this is jump in whatever. Well, traditionally, it, we will go like I'll introduce who we're talking about, but yeah. you, you're basically a part of the podcast always. So for sure, for sure, you could talk whenever you want. All right. There you go. Welcome <laughs> to the Ultra Modern Podcast, uh, where we talk about all things ultra and all things modern um, ultra modern <laughs> ultra modern i like that moderna anyways so the ultra modern podcast just to refresh everybody uh on what this podcast is about this yeah. is just about leaning into maybe the new ways that we should be expressing our faith or or maybe returning to old ways where we we old ways that we had left at one point for sure um and for the past like what has this podcast been going on for like i think uh, last february Last February? Oh, yeah. No, March. Last April, March? May. I don't remember. It was like a couple of months into the quarantine. Yeah, right? that's when we started. We've been doing this for a while, but branded as Ultra Modern, we've been doing this for since... Man. Yeah. Anyways, I don't know why I asked that. It's in the archives there somewhere. <laughs> it <now. laughs> But we're so happy that you're tuning in and listening to all our YouTube viewers. What's up? It's great to see you. Look at Josh. He's What's wearing up, a guys? hat. Show us the, the Dude, Pokemon. Dude, actually, here, I'll, show, I'll, I'll put it up. I'll put it up close on the camera so that you guys can see what the hat says. Oh, yeah, do it. It might get blurry. Dude, you're doing... Okay. okay. Nice. Yeah, I'll just read it. I'll read, read it for it. all of us. It says, Victoria en Cristo, Ministerio de Varones, hey, SCCC. Dios nos da la victoria por Jesucristo. Amen. Dude, I want that on a hat. That's Amen, it. Amen, bro. For, yeah, for our non-Spanish speakers, what does that mean for us? <laughs> So this is actually uh this is Valerie's grandma's hat. That's that's she awesome. left it at her house and I was like, yo, I'm gonna rock this. It's, it's got this weathered look. It does. It's got the bleach on it. it you does. know what I'm saying? That's probably from sweat. All right, that's cool. Dude, it's a nice hat. In so in Spanish, uh Victoria en Cristo means victory in Christ. Oh, come on. It's the men's ministry and then it's got a dope Bible verse on it. Nice. I was actually gonna quote from a similar one when we were talking about talking about the new right mm -hmm. this idea that when this is oh dude this is okay this is gonna go somewhere good nice the idea that when you are in christ when you are in communion with with god when you're in a when you're in relationship with what god is about you are connected to the new right mm -hmm. so the text is in christ you are a new creation, a new creation, right? Yeah. But that I, I don't know why I hadn't thought about that. The connection is, um, if you are truly connected, then mm. you're about the new. Mm. And a sure sign that you're not connected is that you're about tradition, right? Or that mm. you're about the old, or yeah. you're about the past, right? But if you're like, if your thought is on the new on the next thing yeah. on like that there there is a dynamic there that is directly related to your relationship with god right that, that's super interesting on ultra modern right yeah I, but i want to continue that thought because i feel like at some point that'll lead into what sure. we're talking about but you said that if you are connected to jesus and it automatically postures you towards the it, new. yeah a natural like way of being yeah so i want to talk about what does that mean but immediately what i really liked what you said is 
that if you are fixated on tradition, then you're not connected truly to Jesus. Sure, like, and yeah, man, I'm trying to think of like a more generous way to say it. Because I know... I mean, yeah, it's not Uri- offensive, I yeah, don't think. But Uriel talks about like, even when we are maybe like, maybe, even when we're not in the right awareness of stuff or even when we don't have it fully figured out, which is all of us at all times, right? Mm-hmm. We're still in communion with God, right? And right. so he was, he was sharing with me about like how to view people that sometimes don't line up with you politically mm-hmm. and that the idea is just remember that they're still in communion with god wow. right so yeah. what i'm what i'm saying is there's probably like a better way to phrase it and we should think about this right but a person who who values the new who is looking for like the new thing that god is doing is in communion with god right but so is the person who still is like focused on tradition yeah. and on the past they're, they're in communion but they're not they're not actively in the move of God, mm-hmm. right? right. And I th- but I think sometimes we talk about it as like, if you're not, it, it all, it, sometimes it feels like we're saying, if you're not progressive, you're not a true believer, right? Or you're yeah. not in well, the true relationship with progressive God. Progressive isn't the, true, the goal. That's not true, right? yeah. yeah. Well, that's a very kind way of putting it because- It's like my grandma, I'm, I'm right? Very, I'm very passionate and very- uh, calm when it comes to things like this. Yeah. But at the same time, there's a part of me that, like, for someone who is stuck in tradition, I, it, a part of me wants to, like, shake them and be like, stop. It's my but grandma, though, dude. That's what I'm talking about. I'm going to shake your grandma. <laughs> no. I'm just kidding. That's terrible. Yeah. I'm you sorry, grandma. I'm yeah, bro. I do. I do. I, but even that, that's not um, inauthentic. Like, the mm-hmm. tradition doesn't make you not a follower of Jesus, but fixating, I think, on tradition rather than Jesus does. Yeah. And I get the generosity that you want to give. Um, but at the same time, I just feel like this last year we saw the awful parts of that, yeah. of tradition over Jesus. Shane, Shane's observation. Shane is one of our friends at, um, at uh, Coffee Roaster Arcade. Mm-hmm. And one of the things he points out is like, dude, the, the, the Christian church is always preaching about unity, which is not bad. Mm-hmm. But at some point, it, it, it needs to call people to more, right? And mm-hmm. stop just saying, hey, we just got to be the unifying thing. Yeah. Like at some point, I, Christianity and the message of Jesus isn't, isn't it's like main focus is not unifying, mm-hmm. right? At some point, the like truth has to be told and then you call people to that truth, right? And mm-hmm. and I feel like unity happens when people work towards yeah. that truth or become about it, right. right? Well, I mean, even Jesus says, or Paul says that he calls for unification in 1 Corinthians. Like he says, you should be uh, perfect, uh, perfectly in sync with each other, mm-hmm. but he says, in Jesus, and, and gives an argument as to why Jesus is what brings us together. And I think I've, I mean, we've seen the beauty of that. Yeah. Um, I think what what just makes me uncomfortable at, I mean, again, uh, I understand tradition and for a big part, we're creating tradition now that at some point, maybe yeah. the youth of when we're old will want to depart from. For sure. Um, but I, I think I just have such a discomfort when tradition becomes our idol. Like I preached about this a couple of weeks ago, uh-huh. like tradition can become this thing that we become comfortable with and it doesn't allow us to step into new expressions. And I think that's why for a lot of us this last year, we were so locked into a, a certain tradition or something that was comfortable that we didn't know how to respond. I mean, I really didn't know how to respond other yeah. than just to to have my heart broken alongside um, people in our, in our country. Yeah. And I think it's just, I think something that I'm trying to think of is 
how do I, how do I not be about tradition to the point where it hurts somebody else? Right. Yeah. And I, I, I think, I think I just, I'm, I'm a little tired of it. I know that's why I'm not as sympathetic <laughs> towards it sure. because I mean, I, I mean, this is even where I thought this podcast podcast was going to go, but just seeing the different evangelical churches last year make this, this move towards like meeting in person and like going across the country sure. in the name of Jesus. I feel like that is, that is like the, the pinnacle almost of a tradition over Jesus. Right. Like you have been used to this way of worship. And of course I believe that Jesus changes lives and that people need Jesus, mm -hmm. but at what cost that your tradition is now coming at the cost of people, you know, getting COVID and dying. Right. And I've heard the argument of course of, well, only like 0.1% of the population or whatever percent of the population is actually going to die from it. I, I get that. Sure. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I, I've, I mean, you, you know, but it's like a, <laughs> oh my gosh, oh are my you gosh, okay? What was that? Oh no. <laughs> um, I mean, you, you know, the, the battle that our nurses and our doctors have had to go through, yeah. like our church members here have talked about like being in the emergency room and seeing person after person come For in, sure. you know? So I, I think I, I mean, sorry, I don't even know why we're going this direction, but no, when it comes well, to like tradition, I'm just, I, I'm, I have no patience for I, it right I now. I hear you. I was going to, I was going to make an observation. Um, and then there's, there's like, there's different ways to challenge tradition. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and maybe this is where we can take the conversation for a little bit. So like one way of challenging the, uh, the tradition is remember this video that I showed you of these, uh, uh, Natalie, your sister sent me mm -hmm. of these two guys who dress up in hazmat suits Oh yeah, and then they go, they crash like uh, they crash an outdoor service, right? But one where like nobody's wearing masks, they're just all of them are super close yeah. together, yeah. And these two guys, they show up in hazmat suits, and they're like, "Hey, we heard there's a party here." <laughs> <laughs> like they're like asking if they have kegs, right? Like, yeah, you guys party? Somebody keg? <laughs> kegs? Like, dude, it was really funny. So that's but they were what they were trying to do was was show how how ridiculous it feels to community mm -hmm. when when christians choose to gather during the pandemic mm -hmm. in that in that type of setting right, right. so we're like hey the so like the main one of the main spreads of the pandemic is in droplets right and if you and if you all get in a room together even if you're outdoors and you're just singing yeah. with like and not using six feet of of distance, no distancing the, yeah. yeah the chances are like you're gonna actually spread COVID, like somebody yeah. here has it for sure, mm -hmm. right? And so then, uh, and so that's that was one approach to like dealing with a version of traditionalism right now, right? Because yeah. the idea is, um, it, I feel like being charitable to this view in that idea, people have been given a, a f freedom that comes from God. And, and they want to exhibit that freedom at all times, mm -hmm. right? And so more than I think it just being about uh, gathering together for, for worship, it's about like well, they don't want the government to enforce uh, or to take away their freedom and right. their opportunity to gather, right? So they're like, we're going to do it. We're going to do it regardless because this is our God-given right. right. Um, and so one approach to that person is showing up in hazmat suits and showing them <laughs> how ridiculous the whole thing feels, right? Yeah. Uh, and then 
I don't know. What are some other What are some other approaches to maybe dealing with a person like that? Yeah. Do you want any feedback, bro? I mean, yeah. I think those are two very extremes. Like, obviously, the the goal of the hazmat suit guys, as funny as it was, was obviously to point and out views the, and views, right? They're yeah. Get a dope video. <laughs> it, it was views and just to point out how ridiculous it kind of feels. But I mean, I get it. I really do. Cause my heart is, I, I want to return to sure. in-person worship. Like we I, did an in-person one recently. Yeah, we did. Outdoors. We did. Uh, uh, do you want to talk about that? Are you talking about uh, RA? No, the, uh, the mountain. Oh, future. The mountain. Yeah. yeah. We did on the Mount. Yeah. So we're doing this sermon series um, and we're gathering together in person. Um, but if you like look at the photos and if you, if you were there, like we're trying to observe yeah. distance, everybody's wearing masks. Um, you know, obviously people are high-fiving and stuff, but but at at the heart of it, everybody knows, like, hey, we're not going to take this mask off. Like, we'll drink coffee, we will do all that. But, I mean, in our community, we come from a very heavily medical field yeah. community. So everybody kind of understands that this will impact not only our families and friends around us, but our the majority of our community is going to also have to fight this right. at some point. Like, there's a guy that comes consistently to our our um, Thursday morning devotional. Mm -hmm. And he tells like that right after, um, right after New Year's, when there's this huge spike from Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's, he came to one of our devotionals and dude, he was just tired. And I asked him like, bro, is there anything we could pray about? Are you good, bro? And he he was just, he said, I've I've never been so surrounded by death before. Mm -hmm. And every day, it wasn't a matter of, I hope I can get this person out of the hospital it was like I, th- I think this person is probably going to die for sure and and you know i that obviously i don't know i feel like a lot of our our medical field community is going to have to have some kind of some kind of counseling or something to get like through ongoing, that ongoing, yeah. yeah um but at the same time how how sad would it be if if your faith was contributing to these yeah. death numbers not just the work that they have to do but the mental anguish that they're having to go through to when seeing their community come in through this, the door, you know? So I I think, yeah, sorry. What I'm trying to point out again is just, I get meeting together. There's a safe way to do it. There's a way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I I, I actually do question sometimes like how, how do you balance the, the things we read in scripture about, a, a people that are getting persecuted for Jesus or persecuted for God. Yeah. And even in the Beatitudes, Jesus says, you're blessed when you're persecuted. Like you, you can find joy. I'm like, in, how? <laughs> how, Jesus? How, Jesus? <laughs> um, but the, so I am wondering, because I know a lot of Christians feel like, like right now that this is persecution for them. Yeah. Like this is it. Like, I don't think this is Exactly. It. I this but I don't know. What do you think about that? How would you respond to somebody? Um, yeah, it's so I actually, I had read a thing of like how to talk to people that you um that you know are are like on the other side of of the argument, right? So like mm-hmm. you know that you know going into the conversation like this person is completely on the other side of the argument than I am. Mm-hmm. And um and so one approach is to go into that conversation and point out that they're wrong. Mm-hmm. Um but the, in terms of like a communication strategy, you're not. There's not actually any growth that's going to happen in that conversation. So if so, if my assumption is, um, 
I'll I'll play I'll play the role of the other side, right? Like if I'm gonna have a conversation with Andy, and I think Andy wants us to stay safe in gathering, but I want us to have freedom in in our conversations. My my approach should not be, um, uh, hey hey Andy, don't you think it's ridiculous that uh, that you think this is unsafe? Right, like what's so unsafe about it, and then trying to go in that in that direction. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no, there's not going to be room for growth in that conversation. Right. But if I go into the conversation with with an idea of like um, acknowledge that the person in front of you is able to formulate good arguments and that they're capable of thinking through things. Mm-hmm and celebrate that in the conversation, you're, you're more likely to be capable of seeing a bit of my perspective at the end of that conversation. Yeah. Right. So as I'm talking to you, if if I'm basically, if I'm talking to you and I don't make you feel like I think you're dumb, then you're more likely to, to listen to what I'm saying and, and possibly even consider changing your idea. Mm That's good. Yeah. It's understanding where they're coming from. And you know what I'm saying? If you like ridicule people, they're going to yeah. listen. No, it, it, to- it totally does make sense. I think I'm very hot headed about this right now just because I, a lot of the people that I follow on Instagram are very uh, evangelical Christian. Sure. And I obviously, if and I'm going to have cool a conversation when, when with someone, this is part of it, if right? I'm going to have a conversation with someone, like I'm not going to go right uh-huh. off. Like, like I've never gone off on anybody like that. I have a lot of patience, actually. I think just right now, my what what my authentic emotion is uh, is stop using the name of Jesus yeah. to to be comfortable in your tradition. Like stop stop trying to use Jesus as a way to 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 um, to gather in person to to worship comfortably. Yeah, I think you could probably make a strong argument that none of Christianity is comfortable, really. Like we were going to talk about the Beatitudes, but we took a different turn today. Uh, But the Beatitudes, all of the things that make you happy are things that are probably going to make you uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. You are blessed when you mourn. You are blessed when you are poor in spirit. You are blessed when you're persecuted, right? And I, I, for me, it, it just there's a frustration that comes with a Christianity that tells you uh, that disguises itself as being persecuted. Yeah. When in reality they're uncomfortable with being uncomfortable. Um, and, and you know, that that's, that's an overarching argument. And I, I mean, every person that shows up to a worship service in person is not going to have the same mentality, you know, right. like I've been tempted to go to worship services. Like if I, if I knew mosaic was gathering, I would probably like, go. All right, we'll check it out. <laughs> Mosaic's doing it. Sure. Like I get it. I, I really do. Yeah. I think I think more than anything though, as like a faith leader, I want to make it clear that Jesus isn't something that's meant to make you comfortable. Um, Jesus has come to bring peace to your inner world, but when it comes to the outer world, like that, that is something that Jesus has called you to be uncomfortable in. Mm-hmm. Jesus has not co- called you to, like the ocean, in a. Uh, the story where Peter walks on the water, mm-hmm. Peter walks onto not just water, but a stormy water. 
And, you know, I've always thought about that. And this is, I'm not, I don't want to extend this uh, too no, far, but. Like his first step wasn't into. Yeah, it wasn't on a peaceful water. It was, it was like a storm on a wave, whatever that looks like. I don't know. Is it yeah. sticky? Is it like sand? Is it like dirt? I don't know what that that's like. But what we learned is that not only did Peter have to step into somewhere that no human had ever been before, hmm. they were stepping onto, he was stepping onto an, a stormy ocean, whatever that means, you know? Yeah. And, and I think if we're, if we're reading these stories or taking it serious, then we have to understand that Christianity is probably 5% of the time going to be comfortable and the other 95% is probably going to be uncomfortable. That, that's an exaggerated yeah, number I, I for sure. Saying, but I think like even, I just don't think Christianity should be taken as this comfortable thing. I, 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 I am privileged to live in a country where I'm able to freely worship. Yeah. At the same time, Jesus hasn't called me to to a, a safe life necessarily, or, or a comfortable life, mm -hmm. right? Jesus has called me to be in relationship with him. More than anything, I think at the end of the day, Jesus came so that we could have peace in our inner world and give hope to the outer world. But at some point we have to untether the two. Mm -hmm. Like the outer world will continue to rage and we have to be willing to say, my peace is on the inside and I'm gonna step out into this outer world. Yeah, I don't know, there's, I, there's a lot of arguments in there. I, I was thinking about how because I, I think it's an interesting way of how we form attachments to to other humans. Hmm. But like it, you had mentioned earlier that there was a lot of um, like Christians that you followed on on Instagram, and it and that it and what I was thinking of is like oh it's it's because it's really easy to like follow people. Um, and and just kind of like see their life when they're doing the normal thing mm -hmm. and when they're when the thing that they're about is similar to what we're about all right and so i'll, I'll break down i'll put like a name behind it so there's like this guy uh sean what's his i don't even know how to say his Fuke. last name few yeah few. it's like Fuke. spelled weird right yeah but it was so easy to follow him on instagram a couple of uh, a couple of months ago, before the pandemic, mm -hmm. when all he was doing is just he's just like a worship leader, yeah. right? And he's like touring the world, and he's like, um, he's like his main thing is like spreading happiness and like joy and and mm -hmm. creating atmospheres of worship, right? And we're mm -hmm. like, heck yeah, like this guy's dope. Uh, there's even Cody Carnes. I don't know mm -hmm. how to say his last name. I don't know the guy who's like, uh, huh? Yeah, yeah. Canes. I, I <laughs> what is it? Raising Canes. Carne. Carne. <laughs> So his, he's the guy who like wrote, he's wrote, written like really good songs recently, mm -hmm. right? Was it, I'm raw to the father. What's the other one? There's another one uh, he just wrote. I don't know, but uh, I, I know the songs. Uh, I forgot. Nothing no, yeah, nothing, nothing else. else? And nothing else. Yeah. Right. And so like, it's really easy to follow them on, on Instagram when the, when the thing that we're all talking about is this really surface level expression of ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. But then... As soon as they they started voicing their opinion a little bit more deeper on mm -hmm. some of this stuff, then it it was not easy. Like I had to unfollow. I was like, I can't even like. Yeah, me too. I can't keep engaging <laughs> engaging yeah. with this, right? Uh, but it but I think it's it speaks to like how how fragile some of our uh, associations are with people mm. and and 
Yet, I would say I was trying to be like a lot of them. <laughs> right? And then this happens and I'm like, boom, unfollow. Right. But we've talked of, of a similar thing with like Carl Lentz. Mm-hmm. Right? He's, he's a, he was a pastor for Hillsong NYC. Yeah. Uh, super encouraged by him. Super encouraged by a lot of the the way that he like helped us shape our own faith. Yeah. And then like he was having an affair. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And all of a sudden we're like super disconnected from, yeah. from the thing that he's doing. So I, I bring that up to say like, I think at times our, our intent is in the right place. Mm-hmm. And, and it's why it's so easy for us to like connect with people at face value without, without fully understanding where, um, some of their deeper ideas come from, right? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I feel like that's probably more on the on the gospel side. And then the the thing that's difficult about truth and about truth telling is like how to maintain a version of those relationships. Yeah, when totally. you find out maybe that you don't align at yeah. all, right? Yeah. And I think it, for me, it circles back to this idea of like remembering that God is in communion with people mm. at all times That's right so good, and dude. so yeah sometimes i'm the one who wants to cut ties and i do it i do it all the time right like i did it a lot mm-hmm. during um quarantine and um um like when the conversation of black lives matter was happening like this is a very real thing that the black community is experiencing i feel like i see it and then i had so many people that were like what are you talking about like we don't see it mm. what's the problem like what's like like racism has been over I'm like, bro, are you serious? Yeah, yeah. Right? And so that, I I felt like I had to disconnect from from that those type of people. And yet, our, our friend Uriel, he's like, don't forget that God's in communion with them. Right? Uriel, and it's, and Uriel's black. Like, he's coming from experiencing that to, to the worst, right? Yeah. I'm Mexican-Peruvian. I've experienced like a version of of classism and of racism yeah. in my own skin, right? And then and then Uriel's like he's he's experienced it so much more than me. And he's the one saying, just remember that God is still in communion mm-hmm. with some of those people. And I'm like, Yeah, dude. You're right, bro. You're that, right. That is I mean, right now, just just Uriel, thank you for that. Because I'm I'm being humbled through what you're saying. Yeah. Because it it's really easy to see the other whatever other side. I hate saying sides, but people that you disagree with. Sure. And just, it's really easy to go into a mindset of that person's wrong. I, I want to tell that person that they're wrong, you yeah. know, um, when in reality, there's probably, your goal isn't really to help the other person. Your goal is probably just to tell them they're wrong, which mm-hmm. is true, you know, and maybe a more humble way or Christ-like way is to, to have a conversation. Um, when, when, when when the moment calls for it right yeah and there's some people that maybe you're just not called to to talk to like for me and sean fugt i ha- i mean <laughs> we're gonna do good in that conversation yeah he, he has his own beliefs and he, not only that we have no relationship right yeah um i think more than anything that's oh that's good bro go oh, for it can I, cir- yeah. can I circle on that yeah go um Sometimes, sometimes we find it easier to argue with the people that we don't know because mm. they they can just stay off in the in the distance, yeah, right? But then, but when you're in relationship with some some people that that you have these like deep disagreements with, mm. you like you know innately that 
yes, truth telling needs to happen. Like I want them to know what I feel and why I feel it. Yeah. But I don't, I don't want to sever the relation, the, what I already have with some of these people. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Which is, and uh, dude, I think it's, it's weird that we're like processing it in, in podcast form. Right. Yeah. But I was thinking, I, what I was thinking of right now is how like, it's, it's interesting how we were ready to talk about the Beatitudes and how like where, where your source of happiness is found and who mm-hmm. the good life is for. And like Jesus, Jesus is speaking to a bunch of people who are oppressed. They don't, they don't have the good life and he's telling them you can actually have it mm. right. Like that, that belongs to you too. The kingdom is for you yeah. as well. Yeah. And, and that was a new idea, right? That was like a, the, like people, people had not been expressed that like that had not been shared to people for a long time right, right. i mean they're Since literally the prophets, like even if right? yeah but they're like they're in oppression under the roman community right mm-hmm. and jesus is telling them he's like hey i i know what you're experiencing right now but the kingdom is for you yeah. too in wow. this season right um and so we're ready to be like <laughs> we're ready to talk about that but we want to Sorry, guys. It's time. Like, we're ready. Yeah, we're ready to tell people the good life is for you unless we don't line up politically. Right. Right. Yeah. Then for you, I don't have any tolerance for you. I'm, you're not going to get the best of me in a, in a conversation. Like, I'm going to call you out. I'm going to be just, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm. we're already going into it with the mindset of like, Yo, happiness and the gospel and the good life. Yeah. Basically, we're saying is for the oppressed community. And then we would turn to like the oppressor. Yeah. And be like, <laughs> and and not be the embodiment of the gospel, right? And mm-hmm. it seems like Jesus is really good at being hope to the oppressor. I mean, to the, to the oppressed. Mm-hmm. And then even using the oppressor as an example of faith. Right, he'll be like the centurion, the Samaritan, yeah, and like every 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 thing that um, people considered the other. uh, uh, One of them is like the 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 owner who sells everything to have the pearl of great price. Mm. That that's equivalent to like the person who um who like owned you as a Jew during that time, Mm. right? And so that person has just sold all their wealth and acquired even more wealth, right? And so if you're listening to that, you're like, bro, I'm over here being impressed by the Roman, uh, what do you call it? Governor's community or whatever, (laughs) right? The Roman culture, yeah, centurions. And then in the story, Jesus is talking about like somebody who who can operate within that community and also own land and own all these people. And then he sells everything to get the pearl of great price and ends up even richer than he was Mm. at the start, right? And so if you were if you're hearing that story, you have to sort through your own feelings and understand that what's being said is that God is willing to trade everything. Because he feels like you're the thing that is of most value in yeah. this world, right, and in this life, but like you, ha- you, you're confronted with your own feelings on what you think about people, mm. and that's part of the, that's part of the dilemma that we're in, right? Is that we want the gospel 
to work for us, but but we're challenged by it because sometimes it's also working right. for the people that we disagree with. Yeah. Right. And yeah. that's where we're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> God's in communion with them too. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. <laughs> that's a tough thing that I'm realizing. Yeah. To sort through, right? No. Yeah. The there's always for whatever reason the assumption that what you have is probably the right way mm-hmm. or that you, where you're where you're starting from is is more accurate to the gospel than maybe whoever you're talking to and that that's a switch for me that that is both easy it, it, it's up in the air it's easy for me to do that and hard for me to do that yeah. the reason why i mean just to be transparent um just yeah. I thought you were going to take off your mask. <laughs> like, you know, this, this is me. Just, this is the real <laughs> Look me. Look at my face. No. <laughs> just to be transparent, I exist between an Enneagram 9 and an Enneagram 8. So my, my core number is an Enneagram 9. What's for, a 9? Like, what's the... Yeah. The, the Enneagram 9 is the peacemaker. Mm-hmm. So the Enneagram 9 is, is the one that's quickest to bring two people together. And that actually is my my... I mean, I'm going to listen back to this later and be like, I didn't sound like that first. <laughs> um, but my, my actual Your inclination is that, right? is that, yeah, I want to bring people together. I don't mm-hmm. want, I don't like tension. Right. But at the same time, I am a very hard headed, arrogant Enneagram eight. That's my mm-hmm. wing. Uh, the Enneagram eight is one of the most loving people, but also is one of the most aggressive kind of person. Yeah. Um, and so I, I live in this tension of Sometimes I'll, I'll understand people's perspective so much that I will begin to lose my own perspective. Hmm. So I, 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 I seek out very Solid. quickly wanting to be strong in one way because I, uh, I, I look to someone like, like you, you've been a very strong leader in my life, bro. And sometimes I'll, I'll think, man, Josh is really about this. He, he understands that. So I'll lean towards that. Mm. And what I, what I find comfort in is having a strong <laughs> position. Like, okay, this is what's right. Man, Josh is really about hot Cheetos, right? <laughs> I need those hot You're Cheetos. Like, I was on a diet, but. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, <laughs> Josh maybe eat them. <laughs> uh, just being, being, uh, oh, what was I saying? Um, like uh, being I, a I, nine I crave, and an eight, right? Yeah, I crave that, that, assuredness like having concrete beneath my feet right and i think when it comes to to uh to like politics or even faith expressions yeah i'm very quick to bring people together up until the point where i feel like i've lost my point of view then i i really i i have a hard time like saying staying as a peacemaker yeah i Mm. very quickly go to that arrogant like no 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 no, you're wrong and because and it's not even Mm -hmm. i mean a lot of it is grounded uh, in my faith, because as much as I feel like I don't have ground, I, I have core beliefs that I that I have about Jesus that that are that may or may not actually be accurate to Jesus. I, I don't have it all figured out, yeah. but I'll revert to that, and and as a result, I will I will then see it someone else, uh, and and in, in this case, a lot of the Christianity that we saw last year, yeah. and very quickly I'll go. That's not it. That's not it. And I'll get angry and I'll be like, that that's not it. Dude. When when in in the Beatitudes too, and this one is just I'm humbling myself as I speak. Like Jesus says, um, blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are those who are humble. Blessed are the meek. Which I mean, where where that is honestly my natural inclination, it's I'm catching myself right now because I I know that that as as much of a peacemaker as I can be. 
I can also be the most arrogant jerk, dude. Mm. Like, talk to Emily. She knows it. Like, sometimes I, I'll know that I'm wrong, but I'll just be so You're upset like, that I'm like, well. I don't even care. You're wrong, you know? And and just to put face to, like, what you're talking about, I have to even humble myself right now because the reality, like, Uriel's so right. Jesus is in communion with them as well, whatever that may look like. Yeah. It could be even more accurate of a communion than what I have with Jesus. And I think getting to that point of of realizing that is really hard to to recognize that that the person that you may disagree with the most is is choosing in some way or form to follow Jesus yeah. that Jesus is there present in that situation and I, and I wonder how much of that may have been what Paul was facing at the church of Corinth where he has to tell them some say follow Apollos mm-hmm. other of you follow Chloe I'm telling you, is Christ divided? When has Christ become this division thing? Yeah. Like you follow Jesus. And I think that, that consistently, even the disciples of John have to say like, essentially like, dude, these guy, this, guy's, this guy Jesus is gaining a following and taking our followers. Hmm. And John has to humble himself and be like, well, that's who you should probably follow Jesus. Yeah. I think he even says, I'm not worthy to tie your sandals. Right. Like that, that is how, how much more important Jesus is than me. And I mean, yeah, that, that is something difficult for me to do. Cause like as, as peacemaker as I am, I'm also the most arrogant jerk sometimes. <laughs> so that's, that's tough, man. Yeah. How do we, um, how do I, I think we're in a good place mm-hmm. on this, on this conversation. And I feel like we're kind of voicing some of the stuff that a lot maybe a lot of us are feeling right that we've been dealing dealing yeah. with um how do we uh transition here? how do we Don't pivot into like into hope for the future right yeah. and and i would say dreaming a little bit of our community and, yeah. and i even think about like man i i know i've felt this way you felt this way i know a lot of us listening feel this way mm-hmm. And so what's the pivot, right? What's the pivot for our community? Like what's something new that we can commit to in terms of our attitude and our way of being? Yeah. Because this is, I feel like this is going to be, this is ongoing, right? This yeah. is not figured out yet. Yeah. Um, and so we got to sort through some of the stuff we're feeling, but then yeah. also yeah, move, no. in, move in a new direction. Because I don't think this is sustainable. We haven't talked about that either, right? Like this version of, um, a, of like, a Christian animosity towards other Christians mm, is not that's sustainable. Real. That's not. Yeah. That's not it. That's not it. <laughs> that's not it. Right. That's the yeah. thing. That's not it either. Hmm. Yeah. No. I. I mean, I think, growing up, this would be a very kiddish way to explain this, and it might not even land. I don't know. Um, but growing up with my sister and Natalie, we would butt heads a lot, and we would argue and fight. And my mom could probably tell you the stories. It's just like yelling at each other. What do you call her? I was FaceTiming right now. Tell us the <laughs> really? stories, mom. Because she has an interesting perspective of that from that. that That's true. As I a don't, parent. Huh? Yeah, mm-hmm. as a parent saying that, you know? And uh, I think I think one of the, one of the, uh, so this is a story. Uh, one time we were at my, my uncle's house in his backyard and mm-hmm. he had like a, a teeter-totter. Yeah. What do they call seesaw? Uh, sea totter, whatever. Sea totter. That's yeah. what it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Natalie was a little younger than me, probably like five. I was yeah. eight years old. 
Um, and I, I, I was just a very mischievous kid. Like I love to just mess around. And Natalie was on the other end of it. And, you know, we're doing it, uh, the seesaw very lightly. Right. Yeah. And I have this thought in my mind, my little eight year old devilish mind, <laughs> deviant <or> mind. <laughs> I just want to launch Natalie as high. Cause <laughs> you know, as we're doing, I'm realizing, oh, I'm, I'm heavier than her. Yeah. And I, I could feel the power every time I push, push the seesaw down. And, you know, it was just this moment of like happiness or excitement where I'm like, this is going to be so funny. Right. And I do it. Boom. And I launched Natalie in the air. She comes crashing down. Right. And crying just immediately. You, right have you apologized to her about this before? <laughs> I don't know. Natalie, I'm take sorry for this. <laughs> Natalie for watching. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I did save her from a bulldog one time. There you go. Which is pretty boss. Huh? <laughs> I, I'll tell that story next time. Um, so she hits the ground. She hits crying. the ground. She's crying immediately. And my mom and dad rush over to her, right? And I see this, I see this. I mean, now I'm getting more meaning from it now. In the moment, I felt terrible because mm-hmm. I knew I did something wrong. But in analyzing from this point of view, seeing two parents comfort their child that is in pain, pain that I caused, mm-hmm creates in me this this desire of like i never want to do that to another person i never want to cause damage to another person's heart you know and i wonder how much of that now with christianity that we need to lean into because it really is easy dude to bash other churches to bash other leaders i mean me i mean i i know during the the events surrounding george floyd's death i was i was angry and a lot of it was wasn't was was placed in, in fear because I didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. I just felt this discomfort. And I remember one of these pastors said a certain thing and compared uh, protests to, to, I'm forgetting exactly what he said, but I just remember reading the post and I was like, this is just <laughs> not it. Whack. And <laughs> basically, and I posted about it and I didn't necessarily say something mean, um, but, but I, I didn't necessarily post anything nice about it either. Sure. And, and it's really easy to go to that place. But was it one of those comparisons of like, oh, people can protest, but we can't worship? Yeah, it was. Mm, it I was that. Uh, I just felt like it was inappropriate. And a part of me still does. But, but what I have now that I didn't have then was the ability to say like, or see like, oh my gosh, I, I am wanting to, to, to call this guy out and tell him what I think not for the sake of helping him or helping people, but for the sake of being angry. Yeah. And, and what I've often, often, often forgotten is like, Jesus is a parent that probably comes close to this person as well. Mm-hmm. And when they're broken or hurting or, or when they're getting persecuted, because in a sense, I suppose what I did was persecution, Jesus is coming close to them. And, and I, for me, what, what brings it home for me is that Oh, I, I really don't want to bring harm to anybody else emotionally, physically like that. That is just not anything that I actually want to be a part yeah. of. And I don't think it's what Jesus is a part of. And maybe, maybe if we could find some kind of resolution in this, because this is something that has been argued even in scripture. It's been mm-hmm. years, like finding unity in the church. Um, I feel like the starting point has to be while wow, you're a child of God, just the same way I do. Mm-hmm. When I'm hurt and broken and crying and Jesus comes to me, 
is the same, or that's the same thing that happens when you are hurting and, and crying and Jesus comes to you. Yeah. And I mean, it, it, just to compare it to my sister, I mean, my, my, my lovely sister, I would never want to bring harm to her. Why, why would I want to bring harm to someone else? I, I just feel like that has to be the starting point for this conversation yeah. of recognizing this person is a child of God just the same way that I am. And, and I, should, I, should, I should act accordingly. Yeah. I should live, live in my identity. I, one, one thing I think is, um, is, is a, a difficult side of the, of the conversation is it, it feels like it's often the, the oppressed who are being asked to forgive first, right? Or to love first or to be mm. thoughtful, to be caring first. And at some point, I just feel like we're tired of being in that position. And yet, I think there is a there is a type of resilience and a and a better humanity that I think is being formed in us mm. because we take that attitude, right? right. And so, though it doesn't always feel that way, it it, it 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 turns out that being this type of person is actually a more along the lines of how to signal being in the new creation, right? And being about um, helping other people experience. I'm trying to connect it to the, the Beatitudes, right? Mm -hmm. How to, like, how to actually help somebody feel that the good life belongs to them mm -hmm. in their suffering, in their pain, is is the role that we can take on, right? Like that is that is what future of can mm -hmm. be in this season, right? Is yeah, yeah. That's good, man. Well, I think it's we should just call it there. Oh, yeah. It. We love you guys so much. Uh, this was a very fun little podcast to do. This is, this is, uh, I, I hope, you know, one of the things, just one more thing. Hey, is, I, got, I got a place to end after if you, if, okay, cool. after this. Uh, I hope this, this gives you insight into the life of, in, of, of Crosswalk, or not Crosswalk's the organization, but pastors. Um, yeah. we're, we're, we're trying to figure this out and we're just people. Um, but at the end of the day, we are always going to posture ourselves towards Jesus. Um, so I, I hope that in whatever conversation that you've been having, either with your family, your friends, or yourself, you would know that there's space for disagreement and there's space for you to, to figure this out. Like this is a journey. Even the people closest to Jesus didn't have it figured it out right. the whole time. So there's space for that. And yeah, we love you so much. What is it? What here's, is here's my clothes because we said we were going to talk about happiness. Oh, good. So uh, I looked up uh, fortune cookies and uh, nice. happiness quotes. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Just, uh, just to lighten the mood. Here's Tell us one. our fortune, bro. Uh, <laughs> open your horizons and see all the options you have. Then you will truly be fortunate. Wow. Uh, that's a good one. Wow. Let me see one more. Give us another one, bro. Oh my bro. gosh, I went on Pinterest. One Pinterest. more, one more, one more. <laughs> what I'm scared of is reading one that's not real. <laughs> oh, this is good. You cannot love life until you live the life you love. Wow. wow. Thank you, Fortune <laughs> Thank Cookies. Thank you, Fortune Cookie. Let's That's do one amazing. more. We'll do, we'll do, do one more. more. End it with like uh, an absolute banger, oh, bro. Oh, bro. If you want the rainbow, you have to tolerate the rain. <laughs> Come on. Come on, bro. That's it's going to rain sometimes. All right. I feel like there's a song about that. What is it? I don't know. I can't think uh, of it. I don't know that one. I was just making oh, yeah, that. I was too. I don't know. It. Hey, shout out Kanye. Shout out All right. Kanye, we love you guys so much. Thanks for listening. And we'll catch you later. Love y'all. Bye bye.